In today's show, we've got news about Disney Magic Mobile option launching. The Disney Lakeside Lodge has been canceled. We've also got headline news, meetups, trivia, and some special guests all in today's Disney Parks podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. So glad that you were here. We've got an amazing show for you. But before we do that, we've got to tell you about our good friends over Destinations to Travel. Uh, things are starting to open up. I can't believe that I'm saying this, but things are starting to get to the point where we may actually be able to have like normal travel. So uh, if you are thinking about taking a Disney vacation or a family vacation somewhere, maybe you want to uh, to go uh, somewhere else. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Disney, but hey, you know. Everybody's got their thing. You want to call our good buddies over at Destinations to Travel because they will be your guide for your dream vacation. Now, uh, it's better to always have a travel planner and uh, and not need them, but there are times when you need some help. Trust me, I've been there. So uh, what we want to encourage you to go to do, let me say that one more time. We want to encourage you to go to uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. Here's a short little survey, and someone from uh, Destinations Travel will get back to you. And uh, they are awesome. We're so proud to be a part of their family. And uh, yeah, so to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel for our good friends over at Destinations to Travel. Uh, Tony, uh, what's going on with our, our friends here? Yeah, so I want to introduce uh, you to the two gentlemen above us, uh, Al John Go and Dave Bossert. Uh, they are from another podcast called Skull Rock Podcast. Uh, you have to go and listen, and I'll let these two guys uh, tell you a little bit more about it. Al John, take it away. <laughs> oh, Dave, thanks. Thanks for putting me on the podcast. <laughs> No, uh, you know, the podcast, <laughs> you know, um, unlike other Disney podcasts like your own, you know, you're, you guys specialize news and talk. Uh, we do the same, but mostly regarding around movies, animation, and books. And we do interviews about, you know, with Disney fans and, and not just Disney fans, but actually people that have, are involved with Disney projects, much like Dave has over the years. A lot of his friends that uh, he's had over the course of the many years at the the mouse, the house of the mouse uh, come in and uh, we chit chat with them um, and talk about their life and their career in, in filmmaking, animation. And we talk about uh, a little bit of news too, um, mostly about pop culture, uh, films, TV, Disney plus, um, you know, and a little bit of theme parks as well. So uh, we just talk a little bit about everything. You know, and, and I think one of the things that I would love to tell your listeners is that this was just a serendipitous uh, get-together between Al John and I because uh, last summer I had a book come out called 3D Disneyland like you've never seen it before. 
And I, I was promoting, I was promoting the book on a bunch of the podcasts. A lot of our friends, you know, uh, Tammy Tucky's, uh, the Tierra show and, uh, Al John and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the podcasts, our friends over at laughing place. And, um, you know, uh, I was making the rounds as it were, uh, to promote the book and get the word out about it. And, uh, after Al John and I finished his podcast, the Disney list um he sent me a lovely note he said wow that was so much fun and you know i really enjoyed it and you should do a podcast and i've had a number of people tell me i should do a podcast <laughs> over the years right and and i just kept kind of saying yeah you know i've got so much going on I, I i don't know if i can do that and when al john said it to me you know how when you talk with somebody you connect Right. You you just have this easy going. It's probably Tony. It's like you and John probably have that kind of energy mm-hmm. where you just kind of bounce off of each other. Al John and I, you know, had that kind of an interview, and I wrote back to him when he sent me that lovely email saying you should do a podcast. I wrote back and I said, you know what, I'll do a podcast, but I'll do it with you. Wow! And he, he and he sent me and he sent me an email and he said. If you're serious, I I will do that. And I said, yeah, I'm serious. You know, tell me what kind of mic I need to get and the equipment and this and that. And and we wound up uh, uh, spending, I think it was, Al John, if I'm correct, it was most, uh, it was like end of July. It was August. It was September. Once a week, we would just get together on a a Zoom call and just chat. You know, just kind of get to know each other, yep. and uh, and we decided we'd launch the show uh, the the first week of October, and and that's what we did, and and I think we're starting to hit our stride now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you guys would have to tell us that, yep. but it seems like we are, <laughs> and yeah. every week we have every week we have a great guest on. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening, and I really enjoy, uh, you know, the guests that you bring on because it kind of gives you like a peek you know, of how things are kind of done uh, behind the scenes. And I think that's, you know, a lot of us Disney fans that have been in this a while, we know the general broad strokes of everything, but we also then want to know what's happening behind the scenes and how things are done. So I think, uh, you know, some of the people you've been, uh, you guys have been bringing on and talking about, you know, give us that peek behind the curtain into uh, yeah, and, you know, the process. Yeah, and and I've been actually reaching out to a lot of folks, uh, you know, with the pandemic and the lockdown and everything. There's a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time, and I just started. I just started sending notes out to people, and um, you know, asking them if they want to be on the show. And I'm I'm asking people that normally don't go on podcasts, normally aren't sort of in the spotlight, if you will. Yeah, I'm getting people who are doing or involved in disciplines uh, to come on. And Al John and I are just having a great time doing this, you know? And, uh, and, you know, again, you're, you're hearing from film directors, you're hearing from Imagineers, you're hearing from artists. Uh, you know, we had a writer on Bob, uh, Barbara Abercrombie, uh, who had a, a, a book that just came out called the language of loss, which we thought was, was relevant because of, uh, of all the people passing away from the pandemic. And, right. you know, we, we're just bringing on people that we think are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they definitely are. You know, and I, I dig it too, because uh, you know, you don't, you don't see how the sausage is made, 
you know, and to see and hear all of their stories about how they were, you know, moved from one building to the next and they didn't know what was going on, especially during the whole transfer, you know, the, the whole, um, I guess you could say the the new era of Disney coming in with mm. with Eisner, right? Yeah, like those yeah. type of stories you just don't get, and you don't get to see and and hear what it was like during that uh, that kind of rough transition, you know, um, you know, after Walt passed away. So yeah, it, it's really a cool insight to that, and there's always uh, something fascinating you pick up uh, with with all those guests and their their vast knowledge and, and how they got into the business. It's for me, it's hard not to fanboy out because you, right. these are people that we're literally, this is why yeah. we do the shows that we do. It's be, it's right. based on these, they're not intellectual properties to us fans. They are just the fabric of what we grew up watching and continue to, right. to watch today. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we yeah. used to say that, uh, and we don't say it enough and we should probably do it more now. Uh, it, it's, almost like cataloging disney history too you know if these stories that these uh you know people have you know about how things were done and why they were done that way you know uh i don't know you know a lot of them are not going to write their own books so a podcast is a great way to get it on record uh you know kind of like their little uh timeline of history of what they've done so uh hopefully won't get lost so yeah and and i think that i think it's very important and you're absolutely right you know some of this stuff when when these people pass on um you know maybe lost to time i mean one of the reasons why i wrote my book on the chem weber animation furniture Mm. um uh two years ago was was primarily because nobody had documented that furniture right and and you know, and and certainly it's a niche audience, but uh, it's actually turned out to be not a niche audience. But I thought it was a niche <laughs> audience. Uh, and uh, and by the way, guys, I am sitting at a 1939 Chem Weber uh, wow. animation desk wow. right here. Wow. The, I've got my computer on what what used to be my drawing board, mm-hmm. and I, and I've got my microphone clamped to the side of that drawing board. Right. Uh, and, and this is where I write my books, but you know, again, there, there's so much history, even in an animation desk, right. uh, and the animation, the 22 pieces of animation furniture that, that Ken Weber designed for the Disney studios when, when Walt built the studio in 1939, uh, off the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so this is the kind of stuff that should be documented and bringing in, those people that are really behind the scenes that that most of the fans never get to see you know um or hear from uh i think that it it opens up a a a, uh an avenue of uh you know disciplines that Mm -hmm. people weren't aware of and they learn something they learn something further and when they when they go and watch beauty and the beast for the hundredth time or the 150th time because they love that movie you know, after listening to a podcast guest, somebody, you know, is going to sit there and go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to that when I watch it for the 152nd time. Right. You know? Yeah. So Yeah. It's all, you know, you're right, because how many times can you watch it? And then we want to pick out those little nuggets of, oh, I didn't see that the first time. I didn't see that the 90th time. So uh, it's the same thing when you go on an attraction. You're always trying to find that, that other thing that you, you know, that hidden Mickey or the hidden sure. you know, whatever uh so yeah we're always trying to you know as disney fans try to you know find the hidden stuff and the the secret things the secret sauce 
And, you know, the, the one thing I would say is that, you know, when I tell, when I say that somebody's going to watch a movie for 150 times or something, yeah. I've done that. I've done that, right. you know, and I've done that with a lot of different movies, not yeah. just Disney films, but, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of uh, movies, a lot of animation. And so I, I tend to watch things multiple times, uh, especially when you get in the mood for it because mm. you hadn't seen it in, you know, a year or something like that. And you want to see it again. Uh, a lot of times I, I will go on and watch uh, a film, on Disney Plus and an old animated film on Disney Plus when we have a guest coming on. Yeah. We did that when we had uh, producer Joe Hale come on um, to talk about The Black Cauldron. Mm. And the, the Black Cauldron was the first picture I ever worked on. Oh, wow. And I, I had seen it, I mean, I countless times I've seen that movie, but I hadn't seen it in like five or six years or eight years. And when we had booked Joe to come on the show, I sat down a couple days beforehand and I watched the film from start to finish and it just brought back a flood of memories to me. Yeah. I can imagine working on it and then watching it, you know, <laughs> I, I would yeah. be like, Oh my God, I remember doing this or doing that or, you know, the yeah. problem with all, this or all, the problem with that. Yeah. yeah. All of those memories come back yeah. to you when you watch yeah. these things. And that's that's one of the neat things about rewatching some of the films mm. that you've worked on. And, and even though you've seen it a hundred times, you watch it again and it just jars your memory on something. Right. right. So tell it's everybody, amazing. I, it, yeah. I don't want to turn this into a full-blown interview, but... <laughs> sure. Uh, well, go tell, ahead. <laughs> tell everybody, Dave, uh, some of the books you've uh, written, because I know uh, you mentioned two so far. Uh yeah. Well, you know something is is really interesting. Uh, the first book I ever wrote was remembering Roy E. Disney. I think uh, I have that one. And yeah, and that book I wrote um, really was it, it. It started about a year after Roy had passed away, right. and I was with Don Hahn, uh, who who's the I'm sure a lot of people know who Don Hahn is, but producer of Beauty and the Beast and Lion King, and right. you know just all-around great guy, renaissance man. Uh, he uh, he and I were together in Boston, and we were trading some stories about Roy, because, you know, again, he had just passed away a year before. And and Don said to me, hey, you know, you ought to put some of those stories in a book. And, mm. and that's really sort of how that book got started, you know, and it's gone out there. And I've got tons of nice notes from people because – they they've read that book and they they felt like they were sitting next to me and I was telling them stories. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's really a great compliment, you know. And after I did that, I wound up doing uh, Dolly and Disney, okay. uh, Destino, uh, about the Destino film, and uh, and then from there I did the Animators Gallery. Eric Goldberg draws the Disney characters, uh, the. Tennessee Loveless, The Art of Tennessee Loveless, the uh, uh, 10 by 10 by 10 uh, Mickey Mouse uh, mm -hmm. pop culture collection. Uh, the, uh, gosh, I'm, uh, I'm on the spot here because I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> I'm trying to lo lose is there, track. Is there a Dave Bosser website I can go to that has the list? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> oh, yes. you can go to Dave, uh, David, 
davidbosser.com. Okay, good. Uh, and, and by the way, if people go to it right now, the site is down. I, I've got my <laughs> webmaster doing some changes and working on it, so you're not going to get to it. But you can go to davidbosser.com tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, you can go to the oldmillpress.com. The oldmillpress.com okay. is, uh, uh, is selling the 3D Disneyland uh, book, uh, signed copies, by the way, of oh. the 3D Disneyland books. It's one of the only places you can get uh, a signed copy. It's uh, at the oldmillpress.com uh, website, or you can go to Stage 9 up in Sacramento. Uh, my, my friend, uh, Troy Carlson owns stage nine in old town Sacramento and, and sells a lot of Disney art, and Disney books and whatnot, but he's got some copies, uh, signed right. copies. Right. Uh, and now but, John, uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I, I was just going to give one last plug, uh, later, later this year, there's a book coming out that I wrote, uh, and I worked on this with, uh, the family it's Claude Coates, Walt Ooh. Disney's Imagineer. The Making of Disneyland from Toad Hall uh, to the Haunted Mansion and beyond, and that be awesome. that is going to be that is going to become there. You go, look at this. You guys got a wild the wild ride. Excellent, fantastic. That's right. So um, you know, I have to I have to tell you, there is no book on Claude Coates. Wow. And this will this will yeah. be the first book. It's it's a hefty two hundred and fifty six pages. It's Ooh. packed full of material. Uh, and, and I work, uh, you know, I, I, I worked very closely with, uh, Claude's family and his only surviving son, Alan Coates, who's wow. in his mid seventies, uh, and an, is an Imagineer himself. So that's coming out later this year. So we've been keeping busy, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and by the way, I, I, I do like to pick projects that have not been covered. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to write a book on, you know, uh, something that there's five books on. Yeah. Um, I, I want to pick things that haven't been done. And, and that was one of the appealing things about the 3d Disneyland book. It's the only 3d Disneyland book that's out there. So, so tell me, I put on my 3d glasses and then there's pictures and then they just pop out 3d. (laughs) Yeah. So when, when you, uh, when you look at these photos that are, uh, in the book, they're, they're, uh, they were shot as uh, 3D, so there's a left and right eye image. But okay. what we did was we merged those and we created what's known as an anaglyph uh, okay. photograph. Uh, and when you put on the uh, these uh, red and blue glasses, oh, the old put, school. When, yeah, when you put those on, uh, you'll see incredible depth in the book. And by the way, I'm going to tell you. They're the first photograph in the book. The first photo is of Walt Disney uh, in front of Sleeping Beauty's Castle oh, at geez. Disneyland. Wow! In 1955, the dedication. And when you put those glasses on, Walt is is right there in front of you in 3D. Oh my God! How's that? How's that? Huh? It's I mean, the best book. to me, okay. where did me, you say is, I could get that? that book? That's, what was that? That's worth that's worth <laughs> the price of admission right there. Is, is that you see Walt in 3D, and it's not the only Walt in 3D uh, <laughs> photograph. But yes, you go wow. to uh, you go to I'm the going. Old Mill Press, the OldMillPress.com. <laughs> And uh, you'll be able to order an author signed copy, and and I'm doing that right now. A goodie, <laughs> couple of goodies that get thrown into the into the book with it. Okay, yeah, I have to, I have to say too. And, and to by say the, too, and by the way, yep. 
I'm sorry, I was just, just, just going to say that they're say. amazing coffee table books. Yeah. They they are substantial. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And by the way, free shipping. <laughs> just, yeah, sure. yeah. shameless plug shameless yeah, plug sure <laughs> that's sure. right sure uh but uh also out on uh besides doing the skull rock podcast uh tell everybody else uh what else you got uh because that's not the only podcast you do oh yeah yeah no i mean um skull rock podcast with dave and myself of course weekly mm-hmm. podcast um, we also, I also do um, uh, the Disney List podcast with my wife Kristen, where we do a basic countdown and we rank different things. It's kind of like Watch Mojo, but for Disney fans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what we do there. And then I also produce uh, Kristen's podcast, which is the Dining at Disney podcast. So she is a Disney foodie, as you know, and she's a, a world traveler. So she definitely has a lot to share in terms of, you know, Disney dining, park hacks and, and travel tips. So uh, she covers all that with her um, her co-host and her week, uh, monthly panel. She does a panel show every month as well with other Disney foodies and, and travel fans. So, right. um, yeah, so those are the three. And, of course, we're also on Sorcerer Radio. Um you know, it looks like maybe Disney Parks Podcast may be joining us back on Sorcerer Radio. Is uh, wow. we have an all talk station, we have hundreds of people listening to the talk station. Of course, Sorcerer Radio's got thousands and one point something million downloads. It's like ridiculous yeah. uh, over the course of twenty years. Right. So we're all on Sorcerer Radio Podcast Network with Skull Rock and Dining at Disney and right. Disney List. Right. So it's a it's a really nice partnership. So where can everybody uh, find all of this uh, content you guys are pumping out? I think the best place uh, you can check out Skull Rock Podcast right now is actually on our Facebook page because we update it um, every week with content. And um, we are giving an overhaul to our website at skullrockpodcast.com. But, um, you know, so you could follow us there on social, uh, get the, you know, Get, click the bell for notifications when those podcasts go live. Uh, they go live every Monday morning. So mm-hmm. people can just subscribe to every podcast uh, service that's out there, including iHeartRadio and Spotify and coming soon to Amazon, which will be really nice. So all your yeah. smart devices will have it. So, so yeah. And of course, Apple. Apple Pie. You can yeah. Of course, Apple. Apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apple, iTunes, Google. You, know? yeah. Yep. you have to be on Apple. That's a law. I yeah, guess that is, that is the law, you know. Yeah, Radio Public, Breaker, Google, we're we're on everything. Uh, yeah, I know it's a, uh, it's amazing. Sometimes I'll uh, I just Google the podcast name and I just find all these. I'm like, oh, I didn't know we were there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't we know we were there, there either. They just, yeah, more yeah. and more, more and more services are popping up. But that's yeah. the beauty of it, isn't it? I mean, people have the choice and they yeah. listen and they subscribe and and hopefully they just spread the word about your show and our show yeah. and and right. it just takes off for everybody. Right. So uh, for Skull Rock, your show, when do they come out? They come out Mondays, you said, correct? Yeah, every Monday, Skull Rock Podcast. So uh, check it out. Subscribe to the show every Monday morning. You'll get a brand new episode. Um, And this past week, uh, Dave talked to his old friend, Ethan Reed, and he was great. He's a former Imagineer and art director. He's done so many things for Tokyo Disney, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, and... um, uh, work brought Duffy oh, in the Duffy universe of yeah. stuff and yeah to yeah. life yeah just so many and, and yeah. he's a audio animatronic programmer he does a lot right he right. was uh, he did the uh, Mystic Manor at uh, uh, Hong Kong mm-hmm. Disneyland mm-hmm. Uh, he and I actually he and I uh, actually worked together on the Dwarf Mine Coaster uh, in oh, wow. uh, the Magic Kingdom down at uh, Orlando uh, hmm. which also went into Shanghai. 
Wow, crazy, crazy. Wow, uh, you guys, you guys, you need, you guys need to know that Dave worked on a lot of stuff for the parks. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. he was head of special projects. I mean, uh, I mean the the light shows he's done, the all the different attractions. World of color, yeah, yeah. world of color, world of color. My God, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Paris Dreams. I mean, uh, we had Quasimodo uh, uh, climbing the uh, uh, the castle over at uh, Paris Disneyland with right. projection. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's we'll to, maybe, maybe we'll have to have you back on, Dave, and we'll do a whole interview to both of you. <laughs> a- absolutely. Oh, no. You yeah, just take Dave. Yeah. Just take Dave. I'll, no, I'll sit no, in. No, but, yeah. uh, Dave, Dave. No, no. Dave, Al, Al John's got to join us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fanboy out for Dave. That's what I do. I'm, I'm just chilling out. All right, so my request- I, I, Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say Al, Al John and I have a great time every week doing yeah. the show. Yeah. We we you just have it. a ball. It's yeah. a lot of fun and we have a lot of laughs. And you know, each show is it settles in at its own length. We 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 don't want to rush through our guests mm-hmm. and, and we often say that you know you can't cover somebody's career like when we talk to Ethan Reed in this week's episode like we can't, we can't cover his entire career in an hour right. Right. you know so so we always end it by saying we're going to have these people back and then you know in a year year and a half we'll have them back to talk about a different aspect of their career right right yeah that's good my request would be uh get Pete Doctor on I want to hear Pete Doctor's story <laughs> Pete. I want to yeah, hear same. the whole story from Cal Arts to Today, <laughs> oh my god! Did in an hour show? Could you jam that'll it? In be, there? That'll be. I don't, I don't think we. I don't think we could even shoehorn that into an hour show. You know. Uh, you know. But Dave, you know, I, you know I, what I, we have to do? It'll be a limited series on Disney Plus. It'll be like a Thornbirds. It'll be like five hours long. Well, they, you know, they could probably do uh, Inside Disney. Pete Doctor, like they're doing Inside Pixar. Just do Inside Pete. Inside Pete's head. Yeah. <laughs> but you great. know, we 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 do have a lot of really great guests coming yeah. up, uh, and, and you know, we're we're I think right now we're booking uh, almost six to eight weeks in advance. Wow. Uh, for people coming on. Uh, but you know, we, we've got, uh, you know, Kirk Wise, one of the co-directors of, uh, Beauty and the Beast is going to be on in the coming weeks. Uh, Max Howard, who ran the animation studios in London and wow. in, uh, um, in, uh, Orlando, uh, is going <laughs> to come on. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, uh, really interesting people with a lot of interesting stories because, you know, Max had a, uh, a whole, uh, you know, theatrical uh, stage background uh, mm. before he joined uh, Disney Animation. So, right. uh, but I first met him when we were doing Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit in London. Yeah. So, uh, you know, lots of lots of fun stories. And like you said earlier, Tony, it really is a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. But but more than just a peek, it's like sneaking in and running around behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, You know, I listen to them, you know, obviously when I'm working. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's it's great stuff. It's great stuff. Glad to dig it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I like it. Well, we love having you guys on, uh, and I always like having Al John on because he's got the silkiest voice in <laughs> podcast. He does, doesn't what he? Else? Yeah. I thought you were going to say he has a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tony, that's you and I. Yeah. That's oh a, that's a, no. 
so yeah, yeah he, he's yeah. got that he, he's got that FM FM rock and roll voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I gotta get the style of my system and I want something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working on it there? You're working on it. I'm getting it. So guys, we're gonna we're gonna get into the rest of the show. Do you guys want to stick around? Do you guys gonna stay with us, or you guys gotta gotta head out? I, I'm I'll, I'll stick around just for a few minutes if I can. Sure. Uh, but I yeah. I know that I'm gonna get yanked out of here in probably about five minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, all right, yeah. cool. All right. Well, I guess uh, guys, we want to say thank you for being on the show. Everyone, yeah. go listen to the Skull Rock podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's a great show. I love it. And uh, you know, we want to we want to move on. And I guess you know, there's nothing else we can do, Tony, but get into the news. And now, Disney Parks podcast news. Well, we have some changes coming. Speaking of those pesky little changes inside the theme parks, uh, we've got changes coming to the Jungle Cruise, and they're going to be beginning soon. Uh, Imagineer Zach uh, Ridley, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, has shared uh, an update via his Instagram account, and that guy is everywhere uh, regarding the enhancements coming to the Jungle Cruise. Uh, Guests hoping to ride the world-famous Jungle Cruise can rest assured that According to Ridley, the updates to the attraction will be added in ways that allow the attraction to remain open and available. The enhancement changes. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited about that. The enhancements and changes will be coming to both the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. uh, And they will begin along the rivers of the Jungle Cruise soon. And we'll be adding a, and I'm using Tony's air quotes here, a phased approach. <laughs> uh, so Ridley uh, Ridley says, and I quote: "You may start to notice some monkey business along the river. His work begins on the Jungle Cruise at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the good news for all of you visiting Walt Disney World is the attraction will remain open to guests while our teams update scenes and a phased approach over the next several months. So that's great. We don't have to shut it down. Uh, we don't have to close it or refurbishment. And I think that uh, all the fans will resonate with that. I, I love that ride." I hate it when it's closed, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the new changes. Yeah, that'll be uh, fun and interesting. Uh, All right, so Disney Magic Mobile uh, was announced, and then the week later, it was launched. That's how quickly that IT project got moving. That's right. (laughs) In and out. Yep. Uh, So it actually, I think it started last week. Guests can now, uh, if you haven't, uh, on your Apple Watch or Apple phone, you can get your ticket. I can't see that. The, the tilt. Nope. Nope. Can't back forward. It's not going to focus. Anyway, uh, you can now uh, go to the My Disney Experience app uh, and then click on the Disney mo- uh, Mobile Magic Mobile Service, if I can talk. Easy and, for you to say. Uh, just follow the steps. I'm not going to run down the steps. It's it's like a three-step process, uh, but then it will get loaded into your Apple Wallet. Uh, if you have an iWatch, it'll get loaded onto your iWatch. So you can use either your Disney Magic Mobile service, you can use a Magic Band, or you can use a uh, regular ticket media, uh, or your uh, iWatch. Any of those, they're all interchangeable. Uh, and you can also use it to now also get into your, uh, there you go, John did uh, Star Wars. Uh, you can now use it to get into your uh, resort hotel as well. So it's all on the My Disney Experience app. That's the one point of entry for everything now. That's exciting. By the way, I think, 
I, I was just going to say, I love those, um, you know, the wristbands that they introduced mm. and, you know, just being able to walk around and swipe everything. I, I know some people, you know, it, it may cause them agita at the, at the end of their vacation when they get their <laughs> bill, but <laughs> I, I love it. They should send you like a daily update. Hey, this is your running total as of today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, really. you yeah. yeah you you want to have mini strokes instead of the entire one. At yeah, the end, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. A little yeah. mini stroke oh, you can survive. The big stroke at the end might just send you to heaven. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be pulling a red. I'll be pulling a red fox. You know, at the end of the trip, I'll be like, I'm coming. Oh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming for uh, you. Over at Disneyland, theme park tickets have gotten a little bit of an update. Unused, oh gosh, here we go again. Yep. Unused non-promotional single-day tickets that expire on on December thirtieth of twenty twenty. Did we not do this last week? I swear to God, I read this last week. We might have. This, this might be an update to last week. Oh yeah, my gosh! I think it All is. Right, so, okay, so here we go, kids. Unused non-promotional single-day tickets that expire on December thirtieth of twenty twenty-one or they expire on March 31st of 2022, will have the expiration date extended to December 30th of 2022. If you have completely wholly unused, non-promotional, multi-day tickets that expire on January 12th or April 13th of 2022, will have that expiration date extended to January 12th of 2023. And the ticket mm. will expire 13 at 13 days after the first use or on January 12th, 2023, whichever one comes first guests with multi-day tickets who use their first visit between February 28th of 2020 and March 13th of 2020, but did not reach their tickets. Maximum number of uses will have the 13 day expiration period of their ticket extended to December 30th of 2022. Those oh. expiration dates on eligible tickets will be updated prior to the theme parks reopening. That's not complicated now, if, at all. It, yeah, I was yeah, going to no. say, now, if you if you get on the monorail and it's moving at 1.4 miles an hour <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you're heading into the Magic Kingdom, at what point? Now, I, I mean, it sounds like an SAT math problem here. It does. You know? It does. When one monorail leaves the TTA coming <laughs> counterclockwise, and another monorail leaves the contemporaries or riding what clockwise. What day will yeah, I sky, be able to the, use the my Skyway ticket? goes across the bend, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> what day does a parrot drop out of the sky? Yeah. Oh, All right, so uh, we have to preface this uh, whole story with a rumor. This is a rumor alert. I don't have my rumor alert uh, button anymore. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait. Take it with a grain of salt. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> he uh, knows. There have been uh, further indications that uh, reflections the Disney Lakeside Lodge has possibly been permanently canceled. Uh, so construction <laughs> permits have emerged uh, that re revealed the removal of several office trailers. Maybe they just didn't feel like paying for them anymore. Uh, from the surrounding property, uh, this removal also further validates that the cancellation or the long-term delay of this project although we will likely never receive an official confirmation from Disney on the subject. Well, at least not yet. 
digging into this a bit further, it was discovered that uh, there uh, any mention of reflections appear to have vanished from the Disney Vacation Club website and from the Disney Parks blog website. Uh, so similar uh, disappearance uh, announced uh, throughout Disney history is usually what happens when they pull it. Yeah. It's gone. I mean, it's maybe gone for good. It has been reported that crews have been on site recently removing materials from the former River Country property. Also, uh, there's a guy who is at a bioconstruct, uh, has some aerial photos of everything that's been sprayed with uh, grass seed. So that may be another indication that this is over for now. So we'll have to stay tuned and wait for an official announcement, which may not come for a year or two. <laughs> How does Bio Reconstruct get all of that aerial footage over a no-fly zone? I, I think they just rent helicopters and pay pilots I mean, to do it. I, he, I mean, he always posts the aerial photos. What's going well, on? Well, I know I'm the only place that has an official no-fly is the Magic Kingdom. I think is it just else, Magic Kingdom? I thought yeah, it was, I think okay. so. I think everything else is fair huh. game. Uh, he could be I, also using a, he could be using a drone. Yeah, well, yeah. he's using a drone. The, drone, the drones it, it, are so good now. Yeah, yeah, it shoots four K. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking they outlawed the use of even drones in in those yeah. areas, but he well, still gets pull, so. I, I, if you pull off in the woods, there nobody will see you. I guess for wow, at least man. an hour. Well, <laughs> Yeah, his footage is pretty amazing when you think about, you know, where where he's able to get photos, but wow. Yeah. He's got yeah. some sophisticated drone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. It's yeah. impressive. Um we just got done recording a few shows for our Patreons, uh, meaning if you like what we do here and you'd like to support us, we can invite you to go over to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon, and uh, you can contribute however much you would like to. And at whatever level you contribute to, we will uh, invite you to listen to some new shows that you can only hear on Disney Parks Podcast Patreon page. Uh, we've got uh, shows that are just Tony and I bantering about Disney news and rumors. And then we have a special show just for the Disney plus streaming service. Uh, we also have a level. If you would love these amazing Disney by the numbers, t-shirt club shirts, you can hear all three shows. Plus you can get a shirt mailed to you each month. You don't have to do a thing. And on top of that, we have an incredibly robust reward system uh, for whatever level that you're supporting us at. So uh, Patreon opened up the opportunity for us to offer you to pay annually and save 10%. And if you go up one level, or if you join uh, for this period of time, you'll get a free hand stitched embroidered, uh, I say hand stitched, hand embroidered uh, Pixar hat for just joining. So, guys, now is the best time for you to jump on and get uh, into the Disney Parks Podcast Patreon group. You can go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon, sign up, and uh, you too will be able to hear the three shows. You could be getting the new shirt plus all the other rewards just for being a Patreon member. For all those who are already our Patreons, we say thank you. We appreciate you. And without you doing what you do, we would not be able to do what we do. May uh, May 29th, uh, we are going to go to AMC, and we're going to uh, rent a movie theater, private movie theater. So um, we'll announce uh, how to get tickets because it will be limited to 20 people. That's uh, AMC's rules, not mine. 
Uh, and then on August 7th, we are going to Ravello at the Four Seasons for breakfast. Uh, more details on that. Uh, that will have to be a little bit of a limited group because uh, they do have capacity limits as well. But maybe maybe they won't in August. We don't know. And December 11th, we are doing our annual Christmas crawl. We'll start at the Contemporary and we go around to all the uh, monorail resorts and uh, you know have some hot toddies and uh, look at Christmas trees and uh, right. Christmas Carol. <laughs> Christmas cookies and hot cocoa. Christmas cookies and hot cocoa. So, all right. Uh, all that being said, last week we had a trivia question. Not a lot of answers on this. I think this was a little uh, confusing to some people. Challenging. Challenging would be the word I would use. Yeah. So it, the question was, why is Charles Mintz living in South America? And the correct answer was to capture and return with a living flightless bird. Living flightless bird. That Apparently, be, ostriches weren't a thing back then. That's right. So that would be Kevin, is who he wanted to capture. Uh, the winner was Jim and Connie. And uh, since you sent your address, I'll put that in the mail to you this week. Awesome. Let's talk about this week's trivia question. How many... Tentacles did Dory's octopus friend have in the movie Finding Dory? So I don't I don't know. I, I thought it was a standard number, but I think they can have more or less than this number. So um if you think you know the right answer, uh send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Excellent. A Disney Resort quick service dining location has temporarily extended their hours, which is a great sign. The morrow, the quick service dining location at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge will be open during dinner hours during the month of April. It's uh, what is likely response to the surging number of resort guests during the spring break season. The morrow will open its doors from 4 to 9 p.m. each evening uh, this month. Breakfast will continue to be offered from 7.30 to 11.30 a.m. There seems to be something for everyone on the menu, including a black Angus bacon cheeseburger, a plant-based Marrakesh falafel platter, the Mara's Braille, uh, no, Braille, uh chicken flatbread, I'm probably not pronouncing that horribly, mm. fan-favorite zebra domes, and much more. At this time, according to the Walt Disney World website, the addition of evening hours is temporary, so we will let you know if that changes, and uh, I'm excited by that. That's a great sign. Yeah. That used to be the uh, Joe Rody place for lunch when he was uh, working on yeah. projects. So brought to you by Joe Rody. Yeah, maybe maybe you can go sit there and wait for Joe to come back. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't know. All right. So ticket guidelines for Disneyland. So this is uh official word from Disneyland on their opening on April 30th. Uh the magic is finally uh, returning to Disneyland theme parks. And as part of the Disneyland Park, Disney California Adventure Park, they plan to officially reopen to the public on April 30th with limited capacity. So the original limited capacity was 15%. There were rumors going around that they may go up a tier. uh, So the capacity may be a little bit more than 15%. So we'll have to stay tuned to the news and see what happens uh, with that as far as California. But uh, 
As Disney prepares to resume sales of Disneyland vacations, uh, they want to make sure that you're aware of the current reopening uh, plans and will require Disney travel uh, people, travel agents, and guests visiting Disneyland Resort uh, theme parks to follow the theme park guidelines set forth by the state of California. So what Disney is saying is this is not their rules, but this is the state of California's rules. So, per the state guidelines, the name and the contact information of each person who purchases a ticket to the park should be collected for contact tracing purposes. Ooh. Uh, uh, this information will be provided by ticket purchasers who will serve as the main contact on behalf of their entire party. In addition, at the time of uh, guest purchases, park tickets... <clears throat> Uh, you must make a park reservation. So that means you have to have ticket media and a park reservation, ding, ding, to get in, okay? Uh, and that uh, a purchasing park guest must confirm that the guest party size will not be more than three households. So they're not saying how many people can be in your group, but it can't be more than a combination of three different households uh, right. uh, doing the ticket purchasing. Hmm. Uh, and all members of the guest parties are California residents. Uh, since the guidelines limit uh, theme park attendance to in-state visitors only. So don't be calling your friends and having a big, let's go to Disneyland party because, uh-uh. If they don't live yeah. in California, you ain't getting in. Now, it'll Yuck. be interesting to see how they're checking that. Well, I check ID, I would assume. Uh, well, kids don't have driver's license. You know, you can invite yeah. all your grandkids over. That's true. You know. It's true. Um, but it'll be interesting. So, uh, when more details about the reopening and how tickets are going to go on sale, we'll let you know. They haven't announced when or what time or day or the process of. But I would tell you this. If you do live in California and you're going to go stay, you know, like you're coming from San Diego, Sacramento, I would tell you to get a travel agent because they're going to be the most informed that will help you navigate this quagmire uh, because it's going to get yucky out there, kids. That is the absolute God's truth. Yeah. It's going to be real ugly. It's going to get messy and then it will be awesome. Yeah, exactly. We hope. Yep. Uh, I read this new story when it came out and I literally had to sit there for a minute because it was so mind blowing. I agree. Uh, The Blue Bayou restaurant located in Disneyland's New Orleans Square uh, on the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. California will be debuting a new array of adult beverage options when it reopens to guests. Mm-hmm. Blue Bayou will be the uh, only the second location to offer alcoholic beverages in Walt's original park, second only to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Among the adult beverage options coming to Blue Bayou will be beer, wine, and a New Orleans-inspired specialty hurricane cocktail. Yes. 
Uh, guests will also be able to commemorate a special event by choosing a sparkling wine package. Seasonal special editions of their non-alcoholic mint julep will be offered as well. Blue Bayou will open at some point after reopening of both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, but the exact date has not been announced yet. So this is now really breaking the barrier of a classic Disney attraction restaurant mm-hmm. that, you know, serving alcohol in the parks. So, um, Disneyland, uh, friends, uh, you have to tell me, I know there's one place in, uh, Galaxy's Edge right now, but is it the same rules that we have in the Magic Kingdom where you can only drink at the restaurant at the table and can't take that beverage outside of the restaurant? Mm. You know, so like Tony's and, uh, Be Our Guest, you can have alcohol at night, uh, I don't think they're serving it at lunchtime. I think at, at dinner, but uh, the alcohol can't leave the building. So you can't take the beer with you. You can't take the wine with you. You have to finish it all in the restaurant. So uh, if know anybody it. knows the, the true fact on that, uh, let me know because I'd be interested. I'm assuming that's what they're doing because I can't imagine. It would break Walt's rule of no alcohol in the park. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that matters. I think they're about breaking rules at this point. Right. <laughs> uh, Florida bill is seeking to lower timeshare property taxes. So if you own a DVC, uh, you may want to listen up. This may be for you. Uh, Florida legislation is set to review a proposal which could change how timeshare properties are valued, but it remains to be seen if Disney Vacation Club and its owners would benefit. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel is reporting that the Florida law- lawmakers are discussing a bill which aims to lower your timeshare values. That I don't lo- I don't like the sound of that. Lower my timeshare value. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like the way that sounds. It sounds bad for me. Uh, and thus, the taxes paid by their owners. Uh, the bill addresses how timeshare resales are factored into property valuations. According to the Sentinel, the property appraisers currently have the freedom to include or exclude resales depending upon the volume. Mm. I don't like the sound of that either. Mm-mm. <laughs> House Bill uh, 1007 and Senate Bill 1358 will change that by requiring appraisers to factor those resales in if the owner or the developer can provide a reasonable number of examples. I I think with Disney, that would be very easy. There's lots of them. at issue are resales of lower end timeshares, which are often dumped for premier uh, pennies on the dollar. These uh, and, and that would uh, be probably all the bankruptcy uh, stuff that's probably happening too. Uh, these yeah. bargain basement transactions are often excluded from the valuation, which favors the developer's rates and uh, representative value. Uh, critics include the Orange County property appraiser. Uh, Amy Mercado, and Osceola County uh, property appraiser Katrina Scarborough. Well, they're the only two that care. It's the county of where the the DVC is. (laughs) Right. The guy in Polk County doesn't care. (laughs) (coughs) Guy in Lake County. (laughs) Yeah, or Lake County. He don't care either. Uh, Factoring in all resale transfers would drive down the values and lower tax revenue. Uh, Orange County currently receives approximately $175 million 
dollars annually from timeshare taxes. Wow. Booyah! <laughs> uh, a figure that Mercado claims would fall by 50 to 70% based on this proposal. Uh, Boo-hoo. <laughs> well, that, that pays for cops and emergency services and road oh, repair. Wait, now we care about cops are getting paid? Oh, I'm so sorry. That... That is the sarcasm that most people hate on this show, and I am sorry. It just came out. I'm sorry. No offense. I don't think that money goes to pay cops. I think that just goes to the coffers of the county. What about schools? Well, yes. <laughs> They're doing a bang-up job. Uh, allocation of funds for schools does need More to be PPE and sanitizer and masks. No comment. <laughs> All right, Disney uh, Vacation Club owners could benefit uh, from a brisk resale market with uh, many longtime owners discovering that their timeshares is worth more today. And I would tell you, if the values are going to get dumped by the bill, I would say get rid of it now if you ever thought of getting yeah. rid of it. Uh, yeah. Timeshares is worth more today than when they purchased a decade ago. Duh. Thank you. Uh, Low-cost transfers of DVC contracts are virtually non-exist. Uh, steadily increasing property taxes at DVC resorts suggest that the resale volume has already been uh, deemed high enough to meet the appraisal standard for inclusion in the valuation. So that's very interesting uh, if uh, you're a DVC owner, you know, uh, things you have to pay. I remember my, Bay Lake was mine, and we always got taxed more because of our close proximity mm -hmm. to the Magic Kingdom. That made that valuation of Bay Lake more than the other properties, just because of that alone. That yeah. was one factor. It's crazy. Because I can walk there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, before I start a problem. Uh, there's a new bamboo, a bamboo bar and patio at Splitsville Luxury Lanes, now open at guests uh, at Disney Springs. Uh, for bowlers, the new bar area might be right up your alley for the first time in forever. After the patio construction finished at Splitsville Luxury Lanes at Disney Springs Westside, the indoor bar and outdoor services window are now open for guests and uh, now named the Bamboo Bar. Uh, the Bamboo Bar. So that 10 times fast. The Bamboo Bar takes the place of the old first floor bar, which is now dock, uh, blocked off. It offers both tables and bar seating. The sleek style will become the new look for the rest of the dining area and the upcoming reservation renovations. The new bar is very modern with black ceilings and chairs, wood countertops, and trendy light fixtures. The seating area features some classic Florida art invoking the timeless style found all around Disney Springs. Uh, the new uh, patio offers outdoor seating and across to the bar indoors. Uh, oh, and access. Can't read. Uh, there's the bar, there's bar seating on the patio as well as a convenient walk-up window if you want to keep on rolling while you enjoy your refreshments. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, it looks amazing. Can't yeah. wait to go check it out. Yeah. Why, why didn't they name it something bowling? That why bamboo? It, you know, nine pin or the split bar or something bowling. I, I, don't I thought, know. why bamboo? I I couldn't figure this out uh, when I read this. I was like, what? The? Uh, 
so it runs the entire length, like uh, all the way to the donut joint and the orange garage. And I think they're eventually going to, and what this also does is it makes most of the space indoors. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't this used to be a bowling alley? Uh, I think it still has some bowling. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like where this bar is looking at the pictures. No, this is uh, outside. Uh, so when you walked uh, from the uh, the Orange Garage to like that Splitsville down that alley, yeah. Well, remember there was like that space on the outside where like like two feet from the building, four feet from the building, whatever, six feet, whatever. Yeah. It was. Well, now it's just a small little alleyway. They took most of that space and made this a bar. They the bowling alley is still there. Not, okay, so hang on. So they just took the outside area and enclosed it. When you were going to the restroom, you were walking to the restroom. The restrooms are on the right and the bowling alley was on the left, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm looking at the sign that says restrooms Mm -hmm. and it looks like. They took those two uh, lanes maybe then. Yeah, I think that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what they did. Yeah. I only saw an outside shot. I didn't see inside. Uh. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm looking right they at it. They took the it. two lanes. They took the lanes out. Wow, which That's is a shame. Yeah, because they had the really cool uh, ball return thing right there. In yeah, the window. that you can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. Because I'm oh, seeing wow. the outside thing too, and yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I so I think that, that whole uh, that little corner area, I think that's boarded up now. I think that'll get yeah. de- deconstructed, but uh, or maybe that's where the to go was going to go. Maybe, you know? yeah. Maybe. It looks good. It looks good. They need to uh, make it a rum bar. That's what they need to do. Compete yeah. with the uh, polite pigs bourbon bar. Make it a rum bar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll still give you my uh, AMC tip of the the year. Tip of the year. <laughs> Came from uh, an employee at Splitsville. Uh, you go to Splitsville, order a pizza to go, and then just take it into AMC because they allow food from other places in there. Yeah. Just saying. Or take some sushi to go and eat it in the theater. There you go. You know. All right. Yeah. Uh, Shanghai Disney Resort is open, and they unveiled their fifth birthday character costumes. Uh, if you haven't seen them, they're very cute. Uh, go Google it. The countdown to Shanghai Disney Resort's fifth birthday celebration is already underway. And now the resort has presented yet another magical surprise inside the Enchanted Storybook Castle, a fashion show that reveals all the new celebratory uh, costumes for Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chippendale, Duffy, and his friends. Nice. Remember, Duffy's big there. Uh, huge. He's huge. going to be huge. Uh, as the resort's uh, biggest celebration to date and with Shanghai Disneyland Enchanted Storybook Castle featuring so prominently in the park, the collection was created as pieces of moving art with festival elements including confetti I think we've seen that already on ours, uh, gifts and streamers, I think we've seen that already on ours, and a color palette of ivory and champagne gold uh, one of the biggest wow factors about the new costumes is the fives hidden throughout the costume. Nice. So I don't know if you're going to get close enough to Mickey to see them. 
<laughs> will be the question. Because uh, I know here in our parks, you can't get anywhere near a mouse. Yeah, no. Uh, Shanghai Disney Mickey and Minnie's fifth costumes uh, with different designs created for each Disney character. Here are some of the highlights guests will see during their year of magical surprises. Uh, featuring a purple ivory and champagne gold motif, the outfits designed uh, for Minnie and Mickey evoke a sense of glamour to match their occasions, elegance, ribbons, and gifts featuring uh, their custom accessories. I'm not going to read all those. You don't care. Uh, uh, guests can catch the Disney performers in their new costumes along with an all-new three-layer birthday cake float. Ahead of Mickey's Storybook Express Parade. A what? A parade? I know, right? I, I know not what you speak. As well as the Disney surprise show, sh show, somebody said show, uh, which will be presented daily on the Pepsi East stage in Tomorrowland. Uh, the surprise squad will pop up throughout the park at various times and locations to present guests with magical surprises for the duration of the resort's year long celebration. That sounds pretty fun. I like that right. they have parades and shows. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Just have to get on a plane for 28 hours. <laughs> That's right. It's no worries. It's yeah. not a problem. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> uh, Bluetooth on-ride photo linking test rolls out to all eligible Disney World attractions. A new notification in the My Disney Experience app reveals that the on-ride Bluetooth photo linking has rolled out to all eligible Walt Disney World attractions. Previously, this feature was limited to only Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The rollout of automatic Bluetooth linking using the guest phone is a feature of Disney Mobile Magic, a new service that aims to allow phone or Apple Watch to function like Magic Bands currently do. So, walk me through this. I'm not sure I understand this. Tap, tap your phone to get your picture. Tap your phone to get your picture. Oh, yeah, interesting. Ding. Cool. Ding. Yep. Do you still have to pay for those pictures, or just get it? Well, I think if you're a pass holder, they're free, and memory maker people, you've paid for it. Gotcha. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Beep. Depending on which level of pass holder. Depending on which level of pass holder yeah. name you've chosen. That makes sense. That ma that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, go visit us over at T Public. That's T E E Public. We have some uh, merch still for sale. You can go and see everything we have at DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash T Public. Mm, T E okay. T E E, e, e Public. public. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, hey, kids, how about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. All right. Uh, first up, uh, Lego f is now featuring some poo. Winnie the poo, that is. Like poo. <laughs> uh, I, it was all over Facebook when they dropped this bomb. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a big thing. A little. I think it's the first time. I don't remember any poo sets. As of late, so that's that's a good deal. Uh, 
Uh, the CDC is now providing new technical guidance regarding the next phase of conditional sale orders. So I'm still betting on October. Uh, people are saying it's going to happen sooner. So we'll have to see what happens with this uh, thing. Uh, the Disney Wish announcement is uh, coming April 29th. So it's going to be a big online press conference uh, April 29th. Uh, and everybody believes that uh, Disney is going to drop the wish bomb. And, and uh, meaning the new cruise line, new cruise correct. ship. You're going to tell everybody, you know, about the ship and when it's going to sail and where it's going to, where it's going to be parked, all that kind of uh, fun stuff that cruise people like to hear. Uh, from April 12th to May through May, uh, the meadow swimming pool, water slide, and water play area will be closed. Now, the meadow swimming pool is over at Fort Wilderness, if you don't know. And that will be closed April 12th to May. Uh, mobile order at select resorts is currently restricted to hotel guests only because they are at capacity. And yep. the restaurants can't take it because they don't have a full staff at these places still. So, you know, I guess locals, you know, add to the problem. Uh, so what they're doing is if you're not staying at the hotel, you cannot mobile order. Right. Uh, there have been many, many permits recently filed for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser sets and show control. Uh, and these were all filed by Disney Imagineering and I think one other uh, third-party vendor. So uh, I think I think we're getting close. You know, I was hoping this April 29th, because they were saying a cruise. I was hoping that they were going to announce the store cruiser. <laughs> like, hey, we're going to open it on such and such a day. Maybe they'll throw it in as a little extra bomb at the end. Um, mm, nice. Uh since the confectionery is closed, they moved all the candy one door down uh, to Main Street Cinema. Uh, I don't know where all of the Main Street Cinema art went. I don't. I don't know where that went. I don't either. Maybe the Emporium or somewhere else or spread other it out. Yeah, Art of Disney. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the Art of Disney. <laughs> no, 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 no. Art of Disney over at Disney Springs or uh, yeah. You know, Epcot. Yep. yep. That place still exists. Yeah. So uh, it's very weird seeing uh, candy in there. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Phase one of the Cinderella Castle decoration installation is now complete. Uh, but the Christmas crane is coming soon for Christmas phase two. <laughs> he, oh, he, he got a summer job. <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash, slash Christmas Crane. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we started a Twitter uh, feed for uh, the crane that Christmas always puts crane. up the Christmas lights uh, on the castle. So you can go, maybe, maybe the Christmas crane is going to post uh, his summer job pictures now. And he's, you know, he's working, you know. He's working it. He's right. working it. Uh the France, the country, not France, the Epcot place, but France is now on a lockdown uh, through early May. So Disneyland Paris is, guess what? Closed indefinitely. What? <gasps> no. Again. This is, I think, round three for them. So, wow. um, 
you know, the French, they got to learn to wear the mask. That's right. So, I, I, I don't know. I think they, uh, what I saw was that they have two more variants and they went into panic mode. So, they just shut everything down again. So, yeah. uh, I feel for you, Paris. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got, John. Uh, I think that they have taken down our Christmas train page. <gasps> what? Oh, no, there it is. Okay. <laughs> we have 53 followers. <laughs> Come on, people. Let's get uh, on that. Gosh, darn it. All right. Well, guys, we want to say thank you so much for uh, you paying attention and listening and watching and being a part of the show. We want to definitely thank Dave and Al John from Skull Rock Podcast coming on. So go check them out. Hey, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about us, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Disney Parks Podcast. Come over to DisneyParksPodcast.com. Check out our uh, show archives as well as our amazing blogs. And hey, we got to do a shout out here uh, to our friends who are helping us with the blogging. And that would be our buddies, uh, Christina Smith and Adriana Bonetti. Uh, they've got some amazing articles they're putting up each and every week. So we want to thank those two lovely, awesome people. Uh, and we want to thank our good buddies over at Destinations of Travel. If you're looking for an amazing vacation, uh, the easiest way to get in touch with them is to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash uh travel and fill out a quick form and uh, someone will get back to you and that'll let them know that you came to them through our portal and if you book travel with our friends at destinations of travel and you tell them that you booked through us when you complete your travel you will get some if if you're being the hopper for a chance to win some an, a complete four-piece set of disney luggage it's glorious it's awesome. And if you'd like to support what we do here, please come over to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Sign up. You can get up to three additional shows each and every week. Plus, we have some amazing rewards. Plus, uh, you can sign up for uh, to get the three shows. And you can get a Disney by the Numbers t-shirt shipped directly to your door. So, anything else you want to add, buddy? No. All right, guys, we want to thank you again for watching. Uh, tune in to us every Monday night at 8 p.m. at facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. And if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Disney Parks Podcast.